Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Welcome to another episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Uh, we've got Josh, Chris, and Jake, and today we have a very, a very happy crew because it is another win. We have won three in a row, guys, and I honestly, off the top of my head, I can't remember the last time that that happened. But yeah, this is definitely definitely a good week for us. One, because we continue to be on top of the uh, NFC North, which is awesome, and two, because it's a win, period. No matter what the standings are, we get excited for wins. Jake, I'm going to give you the. Yes, sir. I'm going to give you the pedestal. So, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just have one short message, and that's to the haters, and it's eat it because <laughs> I was right, and that's that's it. I was right. That's all you need to know. Trubisky it was great. Uh, six touchdowns, pretty good. Uh, less Bears quarterback to do that was Sid Luckman, pretty good. Ever heard of him? And yeah, I mean that's that's all I got. He Trubisky's here. This is it. It's happening. We have an offense. NFC North, just give it to us now. <laughs> just give it to us now. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean I was looking at our schedule. The only team that I'm legitimately scared of is the Rams. But other than that, like we're going to the playoffs. Like that's all. If everything if everything trends the way it's going right now, man. This team, like if, if Trubisky continues to build off this game, I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody who can, who can compete other than a team like the Rams. But in our schedule, I mean, so I don't know if we're going to the right. Super Bowl, but I'm pretty sure we could go to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I you said this in our group chat earlier. The Patriots seem beatable. They definitely seem beatable, but I mean, Tom Brady's still running out of that tunnel, so I'm not ready to bet against them just yet. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a playoff team, uh, especially if the offense plays like this. I mean, it, it obviously would be unwise to expect six touchdowns every game and over 400 yards from Trubisky every game. But, I mean, if he does even half of that, I mean, if, he, if he's even 250 yards and two touchdowns a game, uh, it's, it's a playoff team. So I, I agree with you. This is a playoff team. I think this – division is definitely winnable at this point i mean i don't know about you guys but for me if we don't make the playoffs after this really nice looking start i think the season would be a disappointment um i mean trubisky if if he can build off this we are in really good shape um i'm sure you guys will agree with that but this defense is going to keep us in literally every game um so it's really just going to come down to trubisky and um Trey Burton said it best. Uh, it's probably the worst time to have a bye week um, riding this momentum. But 
Um, good teams will, will find ways to win regardless. And, you know, this team looks amazing right now. And, you know, we're, we're, we're leading the NFC North for a reason. Honestly, I, I, I think this is a perfect time for the bye because I honestly think this gives you a good chance to build off all the good stuff that happened on Sunday. I think, like, obviously, yeah, you'd like to have the momentum going into the next game, but I think this gives you an opportunity to go into the bye and look at everything you did correctly and what worked and how it worked, and then be able to utilize that against Miami. Coach Nagy and Trubisky both said it the entire, like, both of their press conferences. They had an excellent week of practice, and they translated that to the game. And if they could do that during the bye week, then I I think they could continue this trend and keep it going. Uh, Just don't get lazy. Just because it's a bye week doesn't mean you're off, you know. Uh, Back to your point, Jake. The defense could give two touchdowns, and the offense could lose two touchdowns, and we still win this game. We just need – we don't need Trubisky to do that every single game. So let's say let, – back to – so what I was saying was is if, the, if the defense gave up two more touchdowns, it's now um, 24 to 48. Now let's say Trubisky doesn't get six touchdowns. He gets four touchdowns. It's still 34 to 10. Like <laughs> – I, I don't Pretty care good. if I yeah if I I don't care if we see digression. All I want to see is consistency, um, and I think right. I, this is this is a playoff team hands down. Moving on from Trubisky, let's let's talk about Jordan Howard a little bit. And did you see a lack of production from him? Or I, obviously there's a lack of touches. But did you did you were you disappointed in what he he gave when he was on the field at all? Um, I wasn't disappointed. I think. I mean, because looking back at it, it makes sense why he wasn't on the field because, I mean, that Buccaneers front seven is nothing to laugh at. I mean, just their front three alone with McCoy and Pierre Paul and uh, I forgot who the other end is. But, I mean, that front three, yeah, So and Curry. So that front three is nothing to mess with. And, you know, Jordan Howard's a, you know, you run it down the middle and you – and he just grinds out yards. I mean, the the Buccaneers are perfectly made for that and to beat that. So Cohen, meanwhile, can run it outside, can reverse field, can – I mean, Jordan Howard, we've been talking about how he can catch now, but Cohen's clearly a better receiver. And I, I think that the game plan just called for more of Cohen. And obviously we saw what happens when he's the feature back, how the offense opens up. I, I... – understand why Howard wasn't playing um you know you ride the hot hand no matter what and Cohen was getting the job done and there's gonna and I think there's gonna be games where Jordan Howard gets the job done and um you know it's 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 I wouldn't say Jordan Howard is completely useless in this offense now or just I wouldn't react that way but um I think this was just a game where Tariq Cohen was was having a great game and you just ride with that um, and then the, the only thing was um, I, I was kind of surprised that they cut, just completely cut Jordan Howard out. Um, but I also do understand it. At one point, uh, me and a couple of my buddies thought he got hurt because he wasn't on the field at all. So um, that was that was a little bit odd. But I, I, I get why they just they rode with Cohen the entire game. I mean, he was he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I've chalked it up to the Belichick effect. Um, I think these coaches have realized that if we if you have a trend, people scheme against that trend, and so I, I'm pretty sure looking forward we can we can watch, we can see that uh, Nagy is going to 
scheme against other teams as opposed to doing the same thing over and over and over again. So uh, week two, they focused on wide receivers, uh, on our big guys. So Allen Robinson, I can't remember how many targets he got, but it was double digits. I know that. And then week three uh, was little, <coughs> little guys again, but Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel. This week it was just straight Tariq Cohen and Taylor Gabriel. Week one, I think it was tight ends, actually. I think it was Deion Sims and – actually, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember. No, I think it was pretty rounded week one. But, I mean, against the Cardinals, Jordan Howard had 20 carries. So I, I don't think he's out like you guys, are, like, like you guys just said. Um, I just think it was a scheme thing, and I think we're going to continue seeing – Nagy, and I know that's <laughs> for fantasy footballers out there. It's going to be hard to to adjust your lineup, but I don't really care about your lineup. I care about Bears wins. So whatever gets us the win, you know. Well, I have a question for you guys because I was think talking about this on, and uh, please don't get mad at me. One of my other shows, um, <laughs> but it's I was saying, is there a scenario that we see Jordan Howard traded? Uh. I'm going to say not this year, no. That's that's I fair. Mean, um, maybe maybe next year or during the offseason after the yeah. Dra- draft. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, what do we exactly get? Out? I mean, during the, during the offseason, I would understand, considering we don't have a first or second round pick right now. Um, and I'm, I'm not even sure we get one of those for Howard first or second round i highly doubt it i mean they're asking for a second round pick for Le'Veon bell so um but the thing is i just don't see why they would break cohen and howard up right now i i feel like there's not much you gain from it right now um and i I just don't see how that helps the team no yeah i mean i'm I'm certainly not advocating for that like i love jordan howard I, i i mean the bears nation podcast noted supporters and fans of jordan howard but I, I just see a world in which, I mean, because it's kind of how I said earlier, you know, when Tariq Cohen's in that game, it seems like the passing attack and the offense is just a lot more fluid. And obviously Jordan Howard has his moments because he can rip off a big run anytime and, you know, carry an offense for certain drives. I was just saying it more in the scenario of like, you know, say someone trades for Le'Veon Bell this off season or this season in the next couple of weeks and say, God forbid the Packers get Le'Veon Bell. I mean, and the Colts come calling for Jordan Howard with, I, I, cause I think you could get a second round pick for him, but I was just thinking more of, is it feasible even? See, I don't, I don't even know if we'd get a second round pick out of him just because of how, not because he's not worth it. And I think I, I, I came up with this theory when Jordan Howard was potentially going to be traded and we were all freaking out as Bears fans and um, it's just the wide variety of uh, running backs out there I mean you you have guys like uh, um, Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt who are late round picks who are just out of this world really good Um, and even Tariq Cohen like Tariq Cohen is in that list too like he's really good and they're later around picks. And so I just don't think a team would give up. Like, like you said, there's, there's people give, having a hard time giving up picks for a, a generational talent, like Le'Veon Bell, you know, like I, and I, in no world is Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard, I think at the same skill level. 
And it's not me hating on Jordan Howard. I just love on Bell. It's that good. <laughs> That's just facts. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just I don't see the 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 positive out of trading Jordan Howard. I, I say get as much as you can out of him, and I don't think we re-sign him only because of the the reasons I just gave. Um, the skill set that he offers isn't that rare, unfortunately. That's cool. Wait, so so you're saying we shouldn't we like you wouldn't bring him back, like you wouldn't re-sign him? I would love to re-sign him, but with all the the people that we have to re-sign, I don't, I just don't know if the funds will be there by the time we get there. See, if that's the case, if they know they're not going to re-sign him, then I definitely trade him. Gotcha. Yeah. While just, while, I, while he's hyped. Yeah, exactly. So you could just at least get something for him. I mean, to just let him walk, I feel like would be a bit silly. See, the only the only, I don't know, I don't know, man. I, you guys know that I love Jordan Howard. Like he's one of my favorite yeah. Bears players of all time. Like I I would I would rank him up there with other players just because of not just because of his play just his demeanor like he's just a a, a cool guy i feel like if i <laughs> he's the guy i'd want to meet um but anyways i really yeah. like him i just i just don't see the value the value of running back isn't that high if that makes sense right well even and, and you're right teams are really not not uh open really to the idea of giving up assets for running backs anymore, especially, I mean, even look at to tonight's Monday night game where they had Royce Freeman and uh, who's the other yeah, running back? Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. Lindsay was undrafted and Freeman was a third round pick. So teams know they can get these productive guys for cheap and don't really want to give up those picks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was just me kind of posing that out there as a theoretical. I, I I'm with you, Josh. I don't want to see him traded. I love Jordan Howard as well. I think he's awesome. So I was just thinking that just more as a uh, more of a brain teaser, I guess. Yeah, yeah it, and it depresses me every time it's brought up. So let's stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about guys who we might have to let walk. Uh, Kevin White, um, Jake, you can give some insight on him and his production this week, despite not having a catch. Yeah, uh, it looks like Kevin White is really building his value as a blocker and just a guy who does the little things. You know, I mean, he had one block where he sent a defender to Jupiter almost. I mean, he pretty much put him in the ground. It was was a nasty hit. It was awesome to see, especially from someone like Kevin White, who has kind of been seen as this fragile guy up to this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if he builds value like that, obviously – you probably won't bring him back on a huge contract, but if he'd accept a one-year deal, that'd be dope. Uh, I would love to see him get more involved as a pass catcher, obviously, but, I mean, I'm happy to just see him out there being productive, so baby steps. Yeah, I mean, I, there's nobody on this team that I want to see succeed more than Kevin White. Um, you know, he's he's been through hell and back, um, and, you know, it's just... It's crazy to me how like how he's still just giving it his all and you know he's out there riding for his teammates and celebrating and um, you know taking pictures before the game with with Josh Bellamy and you know some of the guys who are you know be- beating him to to where he should be if that makes sense like take you taking his spot I kind of it sounds like they're they're almost like not teammates but you get what I'm trying to say like they're just they're always competing um, 
trying to trying to do what's best for themselves. But um, yeah, I I just I, I just want him to do well. I I want to I want to see him catch a touchdown at least one this year. Um, you know, just I just want to see him involved. I want to see him see him do well, just be productive. But yeah, yesterday, just because he didn't have a catch does not mean he did not play well. He was he was phenomenal yesterday. Uh, just to bring back Jordan Howard really quick, he actually is—he's fi- ranked fifth in uh, attempts. So, like, they're still using him. He has 64 attempts. Number one is Carlos Hyde with 83 attempts. So, just just to remind everybody, like, he's not gone. Like, they're still using him. Uh, it's just, sure. Uh, it, it was a scheme thing. But anyways, back to Kevin White. He is putting his heart into it, and he wants to win. And you can see that. Like, he's he's putting his shoulders into blocks um and he's not fragile anymore he's he's like you said uh jake he he definitely wanted extra yards for that run and so he, he gave it to us do you think Kevin I think White- that speaks i just want to say i think that speaks more to the culture of this team because chris mentioned yeah. like you know he's not getting surly he's still out there just riding for his guys I feel like that just says more about the culture that Nagy's built already, mm-hmm. like guys just riding for each other. Because I feel like if this was a Mark Trestman team, I feel like we already would have been hearing about how unhappy Kevin White <laughs> is and how they're not giving him a chance. So I, I think that says a lot about this team and how they feel about each other. Oh, yeah. And uh, question for you guys. Do you think Kevin White would take a little bit of a less lesser paycheck in order to stay with a team like the Bears? Especially with the future that we have potentially mm-hmm. have um go ahead jake no because I, I i don't know I, I, that's an interesting question if only because it, it's an interesting question if only because i i just don't know what kevin white might be feeling because and also i just don't know what another team would give him yeah, yeah. that that i mean that's that was exactly what i was gonna say i mean he doesn't really have much leverage at this point um not not because he hasn't been good but he hasn't really done anything and like I said not really his fault but he doesn't have too much leverage and I don't really see any other team I mean if he if if the Bears offer him something close to another team um that's offering him something I think he'd just probably stay with us just because of like you guys said just staying in Chicago, um, being comfortable with the team, his teammates. Um, but then again, it is a business. So whoever gives him the most money, he could easily be gone. But I just don't think he's going to get – I don't know if, how much value he has right now. Um, right. But that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing with him too because I just don't know what he could fetch on the open market. I, I think the Bears are probably the most likely to give him a chance still. Yeah. What's hard about these topics, especially now that it's regular season – is we have to make stances now, like actual stances. So like, <laughs> so like during the off season, everything's super general. Like, ah, who knows what's gonna happen, blah blah blah. But during the regular season, like we have to decide. You know what, Trubisky, I think he's it needs to be developed and he's gonna get good. Jordan Howard, we love him, but you know he may, he may not make the team. Kevin White, he has no leverage. He's not very good, um, based off stats. And so we've got to make a decision: do we keep him or do we not keep him? You know, so it's it's interesting. Uh, seeing where we where we which side we fall on um uh next next topic is Tariq Cohen uh the dude is a beast um he's he's not only weaving and 
going in between tackles and blah blah blah. Like he's not only doing that, I've, I he lowers his shoulders into tackles, and it's so funny to watch it happen because sometimes sometimes he he puts force behind it, but then sometimes he just gets tossed around like a rag doll because he's tiny. Yeah, I love I love Tariq Cohen. I just love watching him run because it's like when he was drafted, we kept hearing about like, oh, he's you know he's real evasive. It, it, guys have trouble tackling him, and I was always like, okay, yeah, like I could see him like guys having like taller guys having trouble to really bring him down because he's so short. But literally, it seems like every first tackler slides right off him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's that's crazy, a man. Direct factor to his strength. Like he's not he's little, but People aren't expecting well, the the punch that he gives with it. Um, a similar player to him is Gabriel. We got to talk Taylor Gabriel. We got to talk about his game a little bit. Chris, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we knew we knew coming into this year that Taylor Gabriel was one of the, one of like, one of the best additions to this team because of um, Nagy's offense. Uh, we knew he was going to be a big, big part of it, and he was the perfect fit for it. And um, yesterday he did, he put that on display. Uh, you know, he was, he was everywhere and Mitch Trubisky seemed to really have a connection with them. Um, you know, and teams, teams are going to zero in on Allen Robinson. They know he's, when he's healthy, he's top 10, top 15, maybe top 20 receiver. Um, you know, it just depends where you, where you have him ranked, but yeah, everyone knows Allen Robinson is the most talented receiver on this team. So they're going to zero in on him. So it's up to guys like, you know, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, maybe Kevin White, Javon Wims, Josh Bellamy, just one of those guys to step up and, and be the guy. And Taylor Gabriel did that yesterday, and I'm, I'm expecting more of that from him. My critique on Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen before this, the, both of them being on the same team before the season started, was how are you going to use them both on the field at the same time? Because um, they're the same, same player, I felt like it. When I, when I was originally looking at them, which I think Tariq Cohen is better than Taylor Gabriel in the sense. Nagy said it. Uh, Tariq Cohen can run the ball, too. Like, he is a he is a running back as well. Um, I didn't know how they were going to use them both at the same time, and Nagy found a way. They, <laughs> they were running all over the field, and it was pretty cool. Um, and the, the pool that Tariq Cohen is starting to get now, um, that – You've been hearing it all week. That was how Josh Bellamy got his touchdown, was directly because Tariq Cohen took two guys off of Josh Bellamy right off the bat, and he was just wide open and just trotted into the into the end zone like there's it was no big deal. So it was really neat to watch that. A direct factor as to why Trubisky did so well, not only because the wide receivers played well, but hands down, offensive line. Holy smokes, they gave him so much time all game, and that was awesome to watch. Um, any Anything stick out to you guys, or is that pretty much all you need to hear? Yeah, I think that says it all. Uh, I mean, there's not much more you can say, you know? Yeah, um, like Jake said, I'm, I mean, that really does say it all. <laughs> yeah, ton of time. He had so much time back there. Um JPP, I think, got to him a couple of times. Uh, was it two times? Yeah, okay. I believe so. Oh, there's only one sack, and it, it was Jason Pierre-Paul. But quarterback hits. Only three quarterback hits. So there's only one sack and only three quarterback hits throughout an entire game. Like that, That's 
Crazy I was reading stuff. something from the Athletic today that it was uh, through the whole game the Bears were only behind the sticks like th- three or four times. It was like an unbelievable. In in their first three games or the first couple weeks, they were behind the sticks like eight or nine. That's crazy. Yeah. Moving on from offense, let's let's dive into defense. Hey Jake, what's yes the, sir? You can't mention Bears defense without mentioning who. <laughs> Khalil Mack. <laughs> Chris, would you like to talk about Khalil Mack a little bit? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel I feel like a broken record at this point. I mean, he he does it all. Um, you know, he's just continuing to be Khalil Mack. Um, and once again, you could just see the players around him are just ele- their game. Their games have all been elevated, and you know, everyone's playing at the best. Uh, level that they can and you know we you have we have a strong case for being the best defense in the NFL and Khalil Mack just absolutely changed the culture of this team we were already going to be a good defense without him and now with him it's it's almost unfair it 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 really is unfair at this point for sure I mean and the depth the depth at our line just just our defensive defensive line not even our linebackers like Blau Nichols Bullard um Roy Robertson, Harris, like it's just ridiculous how many Akeem Hicks, how many how many players we have on just our defensive line, and then you you talk about our outside linebackers like uh, Leonard Floyd. How did how did we not put this guy on our list? Aaron Lynch with a interception and a sack, like like it's just it's nuts. Uh, unfortunately, we did lose Sam Macho for the year, but I mean, how much did he really contribute? So, but depth is all I was really concerned about losing him um it's just one less guy on our depth chart but I mean our our defense is nuts especially our front seven just crazy yeah it's wild and I mean Josh you've been you've been trying to tell the people about Aaron Lynch they didn't listen Mm -hmm. um I I mean here we are now I even lost hope for a little bit he was hurt and I was like oh here comes Aaron Lynch ways again but I (laughs) <laughs> he he's he's doing and it is direct i keep saying this it is because we we keep saying this it is because of khalil mack like they're a great defense don't i don't want to say khalil mack is the only reason they're doing well but khalil mack makes them elite khalil mack mm-hmm. makes them everybody else better because we saw it all night khalil mack was being double teamed uh they had the chip shot on him all night um and when that happens, somebody else is open. Um, and then Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, they're playing lights out. They're, our run defense is pretty much unstoppable. Like, you cannot run through them. And if you do, it's – I think the – I would be interesting to look up to see the longest run on the Bears defense. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is in general, but the longest run they had that night was 12, 12, yard, 12 yards. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure that was only once. That's from Peyton. Oh yeah, that's half of it. That's half. Of it. So he ran. He ran the ball seven times uh, for 24 yards, and his long was 12 yards. So take away that run, it's six for 12 yards all night. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't remember. I don't know if you correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember too many runs longer than 12 yards this entire season. To be honest. Yeah, and it would be interesting to go back and see. 
it is a really cool time to be a Bears fan. And yep. if, you, if you're hopping on the train now, you are hands down a bandwagoner. This is the last week. I'll give I'll give him one more week before it's officially bandwagon season. I'll give him I'll give him I'll give him Trubisky's first good game. I'll give him the coming out party, but that's it. After this, your this is your last chance to get on the rocket ship because it's not coming back. Yeah, you are officially a bandwagoner. Hey, Chris, talk about your guy, Eddie Jackson. Yep. So another interception for my boy, um, and he just continues to get better and better. He's it's crazy how how he just reads some of those throws. Like he, like sometimes he will. I'll see him on the on the field. Um, you'll see the the camera angle change, whatever. When the QB makes the throw, and then Eddie Jackson will just appear right in front of the receiver and just like take the ball away from him. And it's it's insane, man. It's it's, it's really fun to watch. Um, he's me and Jake. Well, Jake was talking about it earlier about how he's just a ball hawk. And that's really the perfect way to describe him. Um, you know, he, he's he's great in coverage and, you know, he, he does everything you want a safety to do. Um, so, yeah, he just continues to get better and better. And he's I already think he's he's a top safety in this league. What about our our lower tier? Actually, they had to be elevated a little bit because with Amuka Mara being out. But our lower tier cornerbacks, Callahan and Tolliver, how have they been playing? And have you been impressed with them, Jake? Uh, I was really impressed with Tolliver. I thought we'd maybe have a couple issues uh, just watching him. But I was really impressed with how he played. Uh, I thought he played really well. I mean, considering considering that the Bucks weren't playing very well in the first place, but still, I mean, this is an undrafted guy. He's your third or fourth corner. And, you know, it was interesting to see him hold his own. I, I think he played well. And coming out of a, a program like LSU, you knew he was going to come in and be able to compete, and so right. I'm I'm uh, I'm a okay with Tolliver's production, and even I mean they targeted him, targeted him all night, uh, so he did he did well over our expectations considering he's coming in as an undrafted free agent rookie. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. Props to you, bud. <laughs> um, and then our last phase of the game, special teams, Cody Parkey. Two for two. Perfect. He had a 50-yarder, too. So no complaints there. Um, something that It's we so can... nice to have a reliable kicker for once. Yes, yes. I, I was going to say that, yeah. We haven't, had, we haven't had one in a while, man. Oh, just to co- kind of circle back to offense really fast, Javon Wims, he had his one target. Still frustrated about that. I just wanted to mention that. Like, hey, just get him, get him involved. Get him in there. Um and as we go into the bye week, stay smart, guys. We have a lot of young guys on the team, so I guess it is something we have to keep our eye on. But um, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's I think it's go back it's back to the culture thing. Like I, yeah. I I don't worry about that with this team just because of the leaders like Kyle Long, Akeem Hicks, even Khalil Mack. I mean these guys have I mean even some of our younger guys they have good role models and leaders to look up to. So that doesn't worry me. The only guy I can think of that would. That's on our team. That would do something dumb like that. It's probably Josh Bellamy. But <laughs> speaking of which, I actually have come to respect him more this past season when he doesn't have such a big role. Not because of his play, but because if you look on the sidelines, he is friends with literally everybody on the team, like defense, offense, no matter who it is. Like he goes over there and he's like, 
got a secret handshake with all of them and like it's it's pretty funny to watch um so he's really carved out a spot on this team only it's it's not his stats his stats haven't given the given the bears a reason to keep him on board like do you guys know what it is like I, other than that other than he's just a personable guy what's kept him on the team i guess special teams i don't know i'll, I'll let you guys have your insight yeah, I mean, I, I think it's special teams and just that he's just a real good locker room guy. Like, I think he's just, like, a fun guy to have around. And, I mean, he does he does all the little things right on special teams, so it's easy to uh, it's easy to validate keeping him around. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this earlier today when I was, uh, when I was driving to class. Um, so, you know, we, we all know he has a special teams value and whatnot, but um, if you notice, the past two years, I'd say, um, so last season and this season, I mean, it looks like he's improved as a receiver. Like he hasn't dropped much. I haven't seen him drop anything. And, you know, he was already on the team when he was dropping stuff along with a special team's value. So now that he's, in my opinion, improved as a receiver, there is no, no reason to cut him at this point. I just don't understand how he's made the cut over and over again. Like we got rid of Deontay Thompson, who moved on and actually had a somewhat, he, he, he did a little better wherever he wherever else he went he went to the bills and then he went i think he's, i think he's on the cowboys now but he's like he's making catches over there and then um who was the other trey mcbride we took trey mcbride over i mean sorry we took josh bellamy over trey mcbride i just don't understand how he keeps making the cut like i'm okay with it now that we have people above him but i just I, for the past two years i couldn't figure out how does josh bellamy keep making the team i don't understand which I, I could see it now because of all the reasons we just gave. Special teams, um, and he's a locker room guy. But when he was the guy, like when we had four wide receivers and he was maybe number two, number three, how did he keep making the cut over uh, guys like Deontay Thomas and Thompson and um, Trey McBride? A few other guys. I can't remember their names. But anyways. Uh, Jake, I was wondering. So my guy is Aaron Lynch. Um, yeah, Chris's Chris's guy is Eddie Jackson. Who who's your guy? Who, who who's your like underrated like this is this is my guy and he's going to be good. Um, I don't know because I, I, obviously I'm a huge Mitch guy from the rant. Obviously, oh fair enough. Okay. But I I mean, yeah I mean I I, I also uh yeah I mean I I guess Mitch. But also, I'm a huge Kyle Long guy. Like, I always mm. have been. Okay. Like, I mean, I guess he's not, like, underrated. But, I mean, I feel like we don't talk about him a lot, which, I mean, I guess is a good thing because it means he's doing his job. But He's not hurt. Right. Jake, from, from what I've seen, I think you're a – I mean, I am too, but Kevin White guy. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, I've, I've seen you praise him a lot too. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll claim Kevin White as <laughs> my – I'll, I'll claim Kevin White and Mitchell as my two beautiful adult sons. <laughs> beautiful adult sons. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cool. The injuries that could get better by the time after the bye week. Prince of Mukamaro should be fine. Uh, Marcus Cooper should be fine. And then Anthony Miller should be fine coming back. Um, DeAndre Houston Carson is back on the field, but um, he's definitely behind Amos and Eddie Jackson on the depth chart. So it, we could be at a... Oh, uh, we didn't talk about – yeah, we did. We mentioned Sam Macho. Yeah, he's out for the year, IR. When is when is designated to return? 
Because we have Shaheen potentially coming back pretty soon. I think designated to return is eight weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Somewhere around there. So I mean, we have we have that to look forward to. But how cool is this? When Amukamara, Cooper, and Miller get back on the field, we are injury free going into yeah. uh, the Dolphins game. Like it, I, I don't remember the last time that happened. You, you you've got to go back forever to know to to hear that but anyways so yeah next week is the bye week uh just stay healthy that's that's my only that's my message um what's y'all's message to the fans during the bye week um mine is just that mitch this is the new mitch i mean this is what we're gonna see i think that last week was his 16th start i think this is it i think this is what we're going to be seeing um, obviously not on the level of six touchdowns and over 400 yards, but I think we're going to see him really step it up and reach that next tier and that next step of his development that we've been waiting for. I I really just hope that he can do this, like Jake was saying, um, consistently. Uh, defense is going to do what the defense is going to do. Um, yeah, it's going to suck. Uh, it's going to suck uh, when Sunday rolls around and the Bears don't have a game, but... Um, we're going to get this bye week out of the way and, um, everyone's going to be healthy, uh, most likely by the Miami game in two weeks. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's ahead and, you know, uh, this Miami game is going to be a tough one, but, uh, it'll be really interesting after the bye week. I don't know if how tough it's going to be. Uh, you think they were a fluke, Jake? Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, we do this every year with them where they come out hot and we say, okay, Tannehill's finally there. And then it's like, oh, nope, actually, their supporting cast still stinks and they still don't really have a game plan. I, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I still need to see a few more weeks of Mitch playing like this before I can be sold on this offense. So that's why I still am going to consider every game tough until we can get it all together consistently. Which is my message. Um, my message. My message to the fans is: I know I was the guy that just said, "Hey, they're going to the playoffs." <laughs> but at the same time, my message to the fans is exactly what the players say: take each week, week by week. Um, every game is scary. Every team is an NFL team. Every team. I mean, just look at the Bills. Like they beat, they beat the. Pa- oh, no, no, no. They beat the uh, Vikings. And then the next week they get shut out by the Packers. Like you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. So just keep your just keep everything at a reasonable <laughs> excitement. Like be excited, but at the same time, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what my message is. I, I'm excited, so <laughs> so it's hard. To Josh is out, Josh is out here telling everyone not to be excited, and he can barely contain his own excitement <laughs> yeah, as he's saying it. I'm trying to talk to myself, you know. <laughs> like I don't want to get my hopes up, but they they look they look so good. But at the same time, hey guys, keep your keep your emotions contained. So that way, when when they hurt your feelings, when when everything falls apart, you don't hurt as bad. <laughs> I am ready to get hurt again. Just one thing really quick. Um, I, I wanted to tweet this out or tweet it out. I wanted to uh, say it really quick uh, because I was literally dying. Um, so I, I know you guys saw my tweet about I was like, if your quarterback didn't throw six touchdowns today, please don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, 
yet. And this this one guy I don't follow, he doesn't follow me, but I think I guess he just got retweeted onto his timeline or whatever. And and he's like, uh, he retweeted. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, you can tell we we're not used to winning uh, because of what I tweeted. And I was I was literally dying because of that because it's so true. Like I I re- we're three and one, and I really don't know how to act. Like I'm yeah. I'm going, yeah. out here acting foolish. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And three and one and i'm telling everybody we're going to the playoffs so yeah well that's so, actually happening so yeah so that's not a, that's not that crazy but yeah. thank you for listening to another bears nation podcast uh wherever you're listening whether it be anchor whether it be itunes spotify whatever it is like subscribe comment i'm josh i'm jake and i'm chris and bear down well, come on.